woo-wee, woo-woo, whoa-whoa. Here we are. <laughs> it is episode 11 of From the Pocket. And uh, here we are. It's here. Uh, week five is upon us. We've already actually had it start, as we're about to get into. But, Christian, h- how you doing this week? How you feeling going into week five? Are you Are you optimistic or are you nervous with the recent news we've been getting? Um, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jake. I'm, I'm pretty nervous. Uh, a few teams. I know it's kind of it's kind of breaking out into a few teams. You know, it's the, the Patriots, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, I know the Chiefs are being precautious. I don't think they have any positive tests yet. The Jets now, and then we all know how the Titans have been uh, messing up. But um, yeah, a little, little scared there. But you know, we're still trucking. Well, getting away from that, you know, a little bit uh, upbeat, kind of getting away from the sadness. How's how's your week going? Is your week going okay? It's all right. All right. We are ready to (laughs) go on to this uh, game, this Thursday night game, the Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. Um, The Chicago Bears came away with a win, 20-19, proving both I and Christian wrong. Um, First half was pretty entertaining. It was a close one, the... Bucks started out hot 13-0, but the Bears managed to take the lead by halftime. And at the second half was really boring. Christian, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, the Bucks should have won this game. Um, this was a very sloppy game. Um, the Bucks had 11 penalties for 109 yards. I think coming into this game, I believe the broadcaster said they were. This was the most penalized team. And the Bears were the fifth most penalized team, and they had the devil stat. They had six penalties for 66 yards. Um, we might need to be checking in on the Bears and see if they're doing some, some devil worship there. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Also, as a, uh, both teams were terrible on third down. The Bucks were 4 for 14. Um, the Bears were 3 for 10 on third down. Um, this Bears team didn't have a run game. Uh, Dave Montgomery had 10 carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. So that's under three yards a carry. Um, both quarterbacks really didn't play great. Uh, Nick Foles had an interception. Brady did all right. He had a touchdown. Um, he did get three sack, got sacked three times, uh, by Cl- Khalil Mack had two of them. Uh, Ronald Jones played great. Yeah. He had 17 carries, 106 yards. Yeah. Surprised they didn't really give him the ball more. Uh, when they were trying to go down and score, how many drops he have? Did Did you see that by chance? Um, he had five targets and three receptions for nineteen okay, yards. So he's really not their pass. Yeah, yeah, he's really yeah not their no, pass he's, catching back. It's more Leonard Fournette's job. He struggled, and and that is why I was asking. But he did have a good night, no doubt. Yeah, uh, but the name of this game is going to be uh, you know, the Bucks coming out to that early lead, thirteen ten. Uh, 13 to 0 and then the Bears crawling back in you know that fumble forced by uh, Kyle Fuller toward the end of the half that put them up and Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Graham uh, catching that like one-handed catch so that was pretty cool but uh, yeah as you said in the second half it was just just terrible just field goals galore I think the Bears are yet to score in the third that's what I heard from the broadcasters oh that's Um, an interesting stat yeah um and then just questionable play calling at the end of that game but especially by the Bears you know Matt Nagy uh, they were just throwing the ball and just not really they gave Tom Brady 
like a minute left and you know uh, we're kind of accustomed to that I think Tom Brady was undefeated to the Bears in uh in New England um and so they gave him the ball back with like a minute 13 left on the clock and you know people are memeing Tom Brady for Hoven uh not uh realizing that it was fourth down when he was trying to throw it over the middle to Cameron Brait when you know he had Ronald Jones uh on the shallow cross that could have easily picked up that first down for him and to kept that drive going. Um, but yeah, this was this is a game the Bucks should have won. Um, they didn't. The Bears held out. Um, yeah, pretty boring game. Um, and now the Bucks are kind of looking more. Uh, you know, New Orleans is playing uh, the Chargers this year. This week, and if the Panthers get a win, they could be uh, instead of not now looking pretty on top of their division, it could be we can looking a little a little sus now. Well, they'll be tied. I guess they'll be half a game ahead of the Panthers. It would be Saints, uh, Bucks, Panthers because they do have that half game over them. But yeah, no, that is definitely. I mean, three and two Bucks. I mean, this is a game I think most people had them winning. The spread had them favored. <laughs> And yeah, we 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 both picked them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I I got to give props. I think Chicago's defense was really the difference maker. They they've been really good this season. Uh, I was a little down on them at the beginning of the year, but no, I mean, th- you talked about it a little bit with the sacks. I mean, that's how that's how you beat a lot of these quarterbacks, especially these older ones that are less mobile. You put pressure on them and make them uncomfortable. You know, you're gonna be able to stop that offense more often than not. So. Uh, the Bears also got a, a little bit of – I mean, Nick Foles, that offense looked better, obviously. It looked an improved, uh, you know, compared to how it was last week against the Colts. Uh, he had some throws. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a bad. there was a, a, a bad interception. I, I agree. I mean, it's it still still a work in progress, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. it was an improvement. So He had some underthrows. He had some overthrows. It was just uh, not – yeah. Um, I will say the Ronald Jones with his with him getting over a hundred yards, uh, he is the sixth uh, running back to ever since twenty eighteen to run rush for a hundred yards on that Bears defense. So that's a that's an accomplishment. Looking ahead, the uh, Bears are four and one, and uh, they will travel in ten days. Keeping up with the Packers, yeah, they'll travel in ten days to go play the Panthers. So a uh, interesting game, but a very winnable game, you think, for the Bears and the Buccaneers get. They're a week and a half off as well, and they go play the Packers. Well, the Packers come to them, so that'll be a really intriguing matchup as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, but for now, yeah, congratulations, Bears. I'm happy uh, the town I live in, a, a lot of people I talk to on a regular basis, they were very happy this morning, so pretty good. Good stuff. Sucks for the Bears. Uh, they seem like they might have lost uh, Vita Vea, who has been very excellent for them. I think he's... One of the, according to Pro Football Focus, he's been one of the top graded uh, interior defensive linemen. So that's gonna hurt that uh, Bucks team a little bit. And uh, before we move on to our picks, Christian, I feel bad that I cut you off earlier when you were talking about your day. Um, no, so I, just, I, I was just gonna kind of talk about your your week. How's your dog, man? Um, How's your dog? So tell, my, tell us about I your dog. I adopted a dog. Um, his name's Orlando. Uh, he has a little bit of heartworm. He's a heartworm problem, but we're we're giving him medication. Um, he's gonna start his treatment in November, so he's doing fine. Um, he's still trucking. All right, let's uh let's get to our week five picks now. We're gonna go ahead and start 
with the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, Christian, do you want to go ahead and kick this off? What, what do you got for this game? Who do you who do you think is going to take it? Do you think the Bengals are coming in with a surprise upset today? No. Um, Lamar Jackson is 7-1 in his career versus AFC opponents. Um, Ooh, okay. You know, the Bengals, uh, are their offensive line. I know Joe Burrow, they did have, uh, they only gave up one sack yes, uh, last week. And it really, it really wasn't even a sack. It was just Joe Burrow got out of the pocket and he just slid. Um, there's a video that's been trending on Twitter a little bit where uh, he was talking to the Jags defenders. Like, I learned last week because he played he, he <laughs> yeah. played uh, the Philadelphia and Eagles. And he was like, I learned last week. So, that's good, um, but nah, uh, the Ravens are just going to keep sending pressure, and I think this Bengals offensive line is going to struggle, um, and Lamar and that running game will probably get going because they're really not good at stopping the run, And uh, but they are pretty good at stopping the pass, so I mean, if they can get a handle on the Baltimore's uh, running uh, running game, um, then uh, we could see the Bengals get, put the Ravens in a, you know some third and longs, and you know, if they can get off the field and uh, Joe Burrow can throw the ball, I think he can uh, – I don't know if he'll get 300 yards again against this Ravens defense, but, I mean, if they if they can stop the Ravens' uh, run at, running attack, I, that gives them a good chance, but I am going Ravens. I know I was rambling a little there a bit, but, yeah, Ravens. No, yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, so, in assessing whether or not the Ravens are going to win, you know, or lose, I think it really comes down to can you – create this certain formula against them and that formula particularly is can you get up on them early and force them in a you know a come from behind type situation as we know they've struggled with those kinds of scenarios but yeah I don't see the Bengals presenting that kind of matchup I don't see the Bengals jumping up early 10-0 14-0 17-0 if they do I mean amazing but I I I'm not going to bet on that happening in any sense of the word. So I'm also going to be going Ravens. Uh, I think the other way for the Bengals to win is to maybe try to get Joe Mixon involved like yeah. they did last week. It is going to be pretty hard because uh, this, this Ravens defense is pretty uh, decent at stopping yeah, the it's, run. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a real good defensive unit overall. And, you know, Joe Mixon outside of last week has kind of struggled. So I'm also not too confident that they'll be able to do that. This feels like uh, as – I could see Joe Burrow throwing 300 yards just on the merit that I think Baltimore could be up a few possessions and, you know, you're just at the point where it's like, all right, well, I guess Joe Burrow is going to pass it 45 plus times again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I just, there's about four or five different ways. I think this Ravens team is better than this Bengals team across the board. And I just, uh, yeah, I don't see how the Bengals can get this win. Even if it is a division game, I'm going Ravens. No upset here. And I can't find the line for this one. I couldn't find the line for this game. So I don't know what the line is off the top of my head. But, but uh, yeah, moving on, uh, if you're ready. Um, yeah, let's move on. Perfect. We can move to the Panthers and the Falcons, oh, another division game. Um, yeah, it is a very hard game. I, I agree with that. It's it's You gave me that really interesting stat that kind of threw what I thought was going to be a pretty straightforward pick up in the air. What, you want to share that stat? Uh, Atlanta has won eight of their last nine games versus It's been pretty much dominant for the uh, Falcons these past few years. And, uh, yeah, did, did you have a pick for this? I know you were kind of going back and forth on it. I, I want to oh, hear who you got. I, okay, so I want to, you know, uh, Panthers are 2-0 without Christian McCaffrey. With McCaffrey this year, the Panthers are 0-2. 
averaging 23.5 points per game and 108 uh, yards, uh, rushing yards per game. Without McCaffrey this year, they're 2-0. and um, They're averaging, averaging 26 points per game and in, are averaging, averaging 124, uh, 5.5 rush yards per game. So their offense is getting, looks like it's gotten better with Christian McCaffrey. Um, that's probably maybe like more of, uh, you know, them getting the ball out to more, their different playmakers than relying on this one guy. Um, I will say, though, this Panthers defense is up against a very uh, good uh, Falcons offense, uh, at least passing the ball and running the ball. They're kind of average. But um, I think, you know, oh, man. I'm going to go Atlanta. I'm going to go Atlanta. Atlanta. They're getting their first. I think they can get their first win. Um, I think they know how to play this team. I just. I just think this this offense, this Atlanta's offense, is just going to be a little bit too much for this Panthers defense. Even though their Panthers defense has been playing pretty well these past two games, I just as as you said, I'm just going with history. You know, Atlanta just seems not knows how to beat this team, and I feel like this might be a shootout. And I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater can uh, keep up. Okay, okay, I, I'm I'm actually going to go Carolina. But yeah, I, I, I hear want, a I lot wanted, of I wanted to go Carolina. I really well, I hear to. a lot of what you're saying. I mean, you know that that eight out of the last nine is scary. I also am not sure how the Panthers, you know, hold up against that Falcons offense. And on the other side of that, you know, I, I know it's easy to say, well, these are division teams. These teams play each other all the time, or at least twice a year. Yeah, and well, I mean, head coach. Yeah, Matt Rule is a new head coach, and frankly, that defense is a lot of new faces as well. So. It's I I'm not totally sold on the idea that just because it's a division game, this Panthers offense is totally equipped, ready, and prepared to go in and hold the Falcons. But I'm going with the Panthers really just on the merit of how the Panthers have looked these last two weeks versus how the Falcons have looked uh, these these past four weeks. So I, I'm going Carolina, but I do hear where you're coming from, and if Atlanta, I, I do think this is a good opportunity for Atlanta to try to get their first win as well. But I'm picking Carolina. So, all right, we can move on, though, to our third game, another division game. And we got a couple more of those division games coming. But the uh, Jaguars and the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they're, they're kind of reeling now. They've dropped, what is it, three straight after starting out the season 1-0. and And meanwhile, the Texans still looking for that first win. They're 0-4 coming off of firing their head coach. So that is a, a definitely a real uh, interesting dynamic there. Romeo Cornell, he's the interim coach. So, C- Christian, what do you got here? Who do you do you think uh, the the Jaguars are going to be able to? Well, I guess I really don't know how to phrase this. I you know who who do you think is just going to win this game? I mean, I don't even know who you favor at this point out of out of this matchup. Well, Houston has won ten of their last twelve games versus Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, They've swept the last two seasons. Yeah, and this isn't the Jags team of old. Um, I still think the Jags are kind of still need a little bit of a uh, little help for Gardner Minshew. I'm gonna go Houston. I just think uh, you know they're gonna rally uh, this week. You know this is a division team. They know how to beat this team, um, especially they're kind of deficient on the defensive side. And I mean, and Houston's also. So I can see this being a very high scoring game. Maybe getting they may they may get in the thirties, but I'm gonna go Houston. Um, I think now with uh, 
Bill O'Brien gone, this team might, you know, rally with each other, with Romeo and Cannell, and, um, yeah, just, just find a way to win. I do think this is going to be a, like a, uh, like a, 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 like a, this is going to be, there are going to be some punches thrown in this game. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not figuratively, not, not physically. I hope not. Um, well, maybe physically too. You never know with the vision games. <laughs> but get yeah, spicy. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Houston's gonna get their first win. Uh, I'm also going Houston, but I am weird. So here's the thing: I went and looked at uh, the last two seasons worth of games between these two teams, and DeAndre Hopkins in three of the four previous games these teams have played each other, he really did not go off. He went off one of them. But the other ones, he was pretty pedestrian. Now, that said, I know that's a bit reductive in terms of looking at D-Hop's impact on a game. D-Hop's impact on a game is not solely how many catches and yards he has. Yeah. It, it, it you know, obviously D-Hop changes how you scheme your defense and all that stuff. So, it's a little bit of a reduction, uh, a reductive way to look at it. But I do think there is some value there they don't necessarily they haven't needed DeAndre Hopkins to carry the load for them against these teams in wins they've been able to win with pretty pretty minimal to average productivity from him so I I I am leaning the Texans I think the Texans are just a slightly better team and I also do wonder how as you said motivated they may be to go out this weekend hey we got a new head coach it's a new you know going into the practice facility every week every day now it's a different feel it's not bill o'brien there anymore and if what they're saying is true that maybe bill o'brien had some friction with uh, particularly jj watt but we know he's had friction with other players you got to imagine that maybe that will be a more maybe uplifted locker room than we've seen from them um these first uh four weeks so i'm going texans but I do think the Jaguars have a good shot at winning this game. This feels like anybody's game, but I, I'm you know Texans are at home. They've dominated this team. Frankly, the Jaguars. It's not like they're hey they've gotten any better in terms of where they were at from last year to this year. Maybe you could argue the Texans have gotten a little worse. But I'm going Texans. I I agree with you on that. So taking the Texans to get their first win of the season. You ready to move on to another division game? We got a lot of these. Uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs, and I really don't have much to say about this. Patty Mahomes may throw four touchdowns again in the second <laughs> quarter, like he did la- uh, week two of last year. Uh, I just don't see how the Raiders can. The Raiders, the path for the Raiders' victory would be to run it with Josh Jacobs and keep Patty off the field, but uh, Patty is going to shred this defense every time he gets on that field. It, it may be a slow, a bit of a slow start. They but did have a, they did uh, defend. Uh, the Bills pretty decently last week. Well, I know like Josh Allen still kind of went off, but you know they. <laughs> I mean, I think defend like their level of defending. Even then, like the Bills had thirty points. The Chiefs are going to yeah. get their thirty-four. Yeah, and I just don't see the Raiders getting more than twenty-four. I think they'll have a good game. I think they'll be there like we've seen them these last two weeks. But yeah, I'm going Chiefs. I don't have anything else really to say about that. Patty rolls. Um, Patrick Mahomes is three and one in career record versus AFC West opponent. Then I think he will move up to fourteen and one. I'm going Chiefs also. I do. I, I, I'm not going to sleep on this Raiders offense. I think this offense can put up points. I um, agree. Der- Derek Carr has been playing great for them. Uh, they just need to fix these turnover issues that they're having. These fumbles that they keep losing. Uh, they need to fix that. And you know they could be in a lot of these games and you know maybe even pull them out. But yeah, I'm going. I, um, I. We uh yeah, we love Patty over here, and I think he's he's gonna continue his 
dominance. Uh, but uh, also, it's funny enough, he is. Uh, there's a theory going around since Stefan Gilmore got uh, there's uh, uh, got Corona, got tested positive for Corona. And there's a picture that got out that came out that uh, he he was talking to Patty and you know Bill Belichick is playing just chess. Oh my God! <laughs> it's Stephon Gilmore. He's he's a he's like he knew he, yeah, for the he, coronavirus. So Bill Belichick knew <laughs> he had he was positive, and he was like, "Hey, go go talk to Patty at the end of this game. You know, give him." You a saw. Dab. I mean, one of my favorite things I think from the and maybe favorite is a wrong way to put it because this is a very serious matter. Yeah. But Bill Belichick, the first few weeks, we saw how he was wearing his mask. He was wearing it down, not taking it. Like, obviously, it's like, yeah, I'm just wearing it for the sake of quote unquote wearing it, whatever. Last week, I think he had two layers of masks on. He had something well, underneath uh, his mask, and his mask was on tight and proper. Well, they're so starting I, I to think, find. Yeah. They're starting to, yeah, they're starting in the Titans. Uh, this game against the Bills. I know we're we're, we're going to talk about this, but this game might get canceled and. Uh, the NFL might be looking to really punish the Titans for this because as, they as they probably should if they've if they've directly you know gone against the protocol that the NFL's laid out. Yeah, and um, and I heard I saw something where you know people were like asking for them to forfeit this game, which would kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, uh, but but yeah, talking about this this back to this Patriots really quick and the Patriots and the Broncos. Uh, yeah, well, I I was making a point on like if Patty might might be there. I think he will. I think he will play. I think he will play. Um and yeah, we're going Chiefs. Uh, we can talk about the Broncos Patriots now. Well, and that's a real perfect segue. Your Stefan Gilmore comment talking about the Patriots and all this talk we've given about them. He might not be playing this Sunday, I believe. I I don't know if they have any. Oh, Stefan Gilmore shouldn't be playing. If he's got the virus, I'd be shocked if he's playing this week or next week. Yeah. Uh, um is, are they yeah. making Cam sit out too? I think, yeah, Cam would have to sit out. It would have to be two weeks. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's the Patriots, obviously. I mean, talking about Bill Belichick wearing that mask properly, there's obviously concern there in that organization uh, and that an, an you could see yeah. positive tests. These, The Titans had a number of days where they were not testing positive, and then they finally just had another one test positive, and it kind of set them all back again. So, the Patriots obviously are kind of in that area with Stephon Gilmore testing positive, with Cam Newton still being out. So there is a lot of concern there, I imagine. But that said, I still think the Patriots are going to win this game. Broncos are traveling to New England. I'm going Patriots. I'm going Patriots too, especially if like Britt Rippon or uh, anyone except Drew. I think even if Drew Locke plays, I think uh, Bill Belichick is going to scheme his defense to uh, what the Broncos are weak, weakest against. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just i just going with a better coaching. I do like Vic Vangio, though. And just this Broncos team just got kind of riddled with injuries. And, and Vic Vangio's kind of new, it's still new, getting his team together, you know, trying to figure out uh, all these, um, just navigating all these injuries and stuff like that. But I'm still going Patriots, um, you know, New England has five consecutive home wins versus Denver, including playoffs. So I'm going to go with history. Well, and one thing I also want to note that could be an interesting factor is the Broncos. Last time the Broncos played was Thursday night football. So they're going to have 10 days of rest. Meanwhile, the Patriots, they played on Sunday. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. They had to play Monday. So they lost a day of prep against a team that already had more prep than them. 
So I wonder how much of a factor that could be. Luckily, the Patriots, as we said, are at home. But could be something to look out for. That said, Bill Belichick, yeah, I mean, the Broncos are still in a kind of iffy spot. And the Patriots, even with the issues they're having right now in their facilities, they're still, I think, just the better coach team, the better prepared team. And considering they're both playing with backup quarterbacks, Bill Belichick with a backup or Vic Fangio with a backup, I'm going Belichick. So you uh, ready to move on, though, to the... We could, you know, since we're already, since we've already talked about the virus so much, you want to go ahead and talk about the Bills and the Titans game real quick? Yeah, so again, we're not sure if this game will even be played. Um, I'm really... It's supposed to be in Tennessee. Yeah, and, and I'm really unsure of, of, you know, just with the trouble the Titans could be in. That said, if I am picking a winner for it, I'm going to go Bills. I will also go Bills, yeah. Yeah, the Titans have looked good, but I'm still skeptical of them. Meanwhile, the Bills, I mean... They are just, whew, they are looking really good. Yeah, Josh Allen could be is is like a top, probably a top two MVP uh, in the MVP discussion. Him, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Russell Wilson yeah. are probably my to- are the top three. Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, again, as as I've said, he's got twelve touchdowns, one interception on the season. If it weren't for Russ and Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen would be the talk of the league this year. And he also has rushing yards, too, so that could also uh, yeah. become a factor also. When you're looking at his, like, total yards and, like, all his like his total touchdowns. So, But, I mean, he, he's, he's throwing it in the pocket these, day, these, these past few games. I will say, though, where this Bills team could find some tr- struggle is their running game. Um, they're not – they doesn't seem like it's clicking at, at – at the moment so that is something to watch as the bills you know play tougher opponents and they get later in the year if you know if they can't get this running game going I, you could uh possibly see an early game exit if uh you know they're playing a team um that's that has a better running game that can you know keep josh allen on the on the sideline and stuff and stuff like that but no this bill's team is rolling i like them um stefan diggs is look <laughs> Is looking like one of the, looking like a top uh, like a top ten receiver at the moment. Um, they're really getting him the ball, and he's really flourishing in this offense. And and on the Titans side of things, it's you know again I like the Titans. I think they're going to win some games, but they had the they've just these past two weeks or week and a half, I guess at this point, they've just been in this whirlwind of having to battle this virus back. They have had their facility closed. It's you know I we're not even sure. I don't know if they've made this public, but we're not even sure who's out with the virus who is or who are the players that are testing positive what's happening there so yeah i'm not not even yeah you're right i haven't heard like i don't even know where the titans are as an organization right now like i don't i can't i can't reliably say they're going to be prepped enough to handle the bills even though they did have a bye week that does probably give them a leg up to help make up for it but yeah, I'm just I tell I don't even know where the Titans are right now, and I I just looking at the way the Bills are playing. If the Bills were struggling, you know maybe that makes it harder. But with the Bills rolling and the Titans, I'm not even sure where they're at. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty straightforward going with the Bills here. Um, okay, but yeah, that that's hopefully all the coronavirus <laughs> news we're gonna have to talk about this week. I God, I hope. Um, we can move on to, I think this will be a pretty layup game for us, the Cardinals and the Jets. <laughs> We've been uh, saying that the last few weeks. I know, man. I know. It started when you when you yelled out Cardinals uh, <laughs> against the Lions, and it's just, uh, I'm blaming you for it. It's been downhill ever since. 
It's been bad. Uh, um, but I am going like Cardinals. A, yeah, I am also going Cardinals. This seems like a bounce back, get like a bounce back game for the Cardinals. Um, this Jets offense doesn't look pretty good, and so that might. Um, so their defense <clears throat> might be able to get some confidence against uh, Sam Darnold. No, uh, Sam Darnold's not playing. Oh, yeah, it's Joe yeah, Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's his first game playing since week eight of 2019, I believe. Which is really, really, uh, wow, man, how the mighty have fallen. Joe Flacco was a Super Bowl MVP eight years yeah. ago. <laughs> Crazy, right? Um, but I don't think um, this Jets offense um, – just doesn't look good they don't really have any playmakers on that team um yeah i'm just gonna go arizona i think uh kyle murray's gonna get his way with running the ball uh i think d hop's gonna eat uh we'll see if Kenyon drake gets going this year i know he's had a few uh games that haven't been too that haven't been great but this team is looking prime ready to go in and beat this jets team I am a little concerned that we I could also get concerned, but uh, it's the Jets. Yeah, well, but it's like, what if Joe Flacco comes out and balls out? You know, the, nobody's got film on him for a year and a half. But on the other side, it's like Joe Flacco is a statue in the pocket. He is not mobile at all, and that offensive line is probably going to get bullied up front by the Cardinals. Not that the Cardinals' D line is is extraordinary, but yeah. it's better than the Jets' offensive line. So. <laughs> You know, and, and on top of it, it's like, who is Joe Flacco going to be throwing it to? I just, I do worry about the Joe Flacco wild card X factor, but I just <laughs> look around the rest of the team and I'm like, where where do you match up well? So I am going Cardinals, but boy, oh boy, if the Cardinals drop a third straight game. Will you be nervous uh, then? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're talking losses to the Lions, to the Panthers, and then to the Jets. That's rough. That's it. Yeah. I'll say, uh, I think the Panthers is more respectable, but yeah, if you lose to this Jets yeah. team. That, I mean, <clears throat> who's that 10 and 6 record is looking like 8 and 8, <laughs> seven and 9 at that point. So, yeah, I'm going Cardinals, but be weary. I'm, this is this is the first time, I think, all season long I've been even slightly worried about a Jets upset. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but I am still picking Cardinals. All right, we can move on to Eagle the Steelers. battle for Pennsylvania. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, it's an in-state game. So the Eagles, I believe, are traveling to Pittsburgh. But Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are, you know, they're there together. So pretty interesting matchup. The Eagles coming off of their first win against the 49ers team that, even though they are injured, they are still the 49ers. And the Steelers... Uh, should be real nice, pent up and angry and ready to take out the their their surprise bye week <laughs> out on an unsuspecting Eagles team that probably feels a little good about itself after last week. Uh, Christian, <clears throat> who do you got for this win? Are the Eagles going to continue what they built on last week, or do you think the Steelers are primed to come out of this bye week uh, winners? Um. Well, looking at Mike Tomlin's record, he's 9-4 off a of bye week as Pittsburgh's head coach. Um. That is tied for the third highest win percentage in a game after a bye week among active head coaches. Minimum five such games. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna with Steelers. I will say though they could uh, come out and struggle because you know they were kind of firing in their in their uh, last two games. You know James Conner was getting going. He had 100 yards in both of the, his last two games. Um, you know Big Ben 
is playing very respectably, seven touchdowns and an interception. But, you know, I could see some rust showing up in this game. Uh, Philly's uh, def- has a good defensive line, so they can probably may give uh, Pittsburgh some fits. Um, but, yeah, I'm still going Steelers. I just think this def- this de- if it wasn't for uh, their, uh, their surprise bye week, I think this team would be leading in sacks. They are second in sacks. Um, and so far, Philadelphia has, and, and Carson Wentz has not looked great against uh, dominant uh, pass rusher pass rushing forces. So, um, you know, he has seven interceptions. And so uh, he's been getting really bothered, and that offensive line is really banged up. So I'm going to go Steelers, but I, w- I would watch for some rust. Um, and as we as we like to say, the Steelers do like to play with their food a lot. So they'll probably they could you can possibly see them playing down to this team, even though I think they are better than them. I yeah, I mean, I think I think you hit a lot of it on the head. I I would say I'd counter your rust uh, worry with the idea that again the Steelers were in the middle of preparation to go play the Titans last week when those games, when that game got postponed. And I just, you know, the Steelers, they really kind of got shorted their bye week in a way, you know, that's a mentality you're going in preparing for this team and then it doesn't happen. And then you're kind of, you know, so you're going to be coming back to work. And I think there is a, uh, there's a path you could say, well, that's rust. You know, they're going to be a little bit in a weird headspace. But I think the other side of it is, what if they're just amped and they're just ready mm-hmm. to go in and stomp this team that they've been watching on film now for a week and a half going, really? Really? This is the team we're playing? I- I'm also going Steelers. That said, I do think the Steelers could play down and you could see a closer game and the Eagles could have a chance at the end. And maybe they pull off the upset, but I, I don't think so. My biggest reasoning for it is I think that Eagles offense is going to continue to be pedestrian. That Steelers front seven is going to be all over Carson Wentz, and I'm sure you're going to see a couple of mistakes come from Carson Wentz. But I think the biggest difference is when you look at why Philadelphia won last week, it was that defense being able to force a bad backup quarterback in Nick Mullins to end the mistakes. And I just don't think that Eagles def- – that's indicative of what this Eagles defense can do. I don't think that Eagles defense is going to force Ben Roethlisberger into three interceptions. You know, as I say that, it'll probably he'll probably have three interceptions or something. But <laughs> He'll probably have I, one. I, I'll always give him one. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him one. But I just – I don't – I don't think what, ha- what Philadelphia did last week is indicative of who they are as a team. I think they got lucky in their matchup. And so, I, I mean, yeah, I think the Eagles could be not – bleeding out anymore like they were the first three weeks but I still don't think this is a good enough team to compete with these what you probably consider upper echelon teams in the NFL I consider the Steelers a top 10 team definitely a top four or five team in their own conference so yeah I'm also going Steelers and uh yeah yeah I I think the Eagles drop this one they fall to one three and one so uh you ready to move on all right to the Rams and to Washington. And I got to say, inadvertently, I did more prep on this game than any other game. Um, I'm going to just go off and say, I think the Rams will win, but it was not as straightforward for me. Uh, I'll let you get into who you're going with Christian and I'll kind of explain where I'm coming from, but I'm going Rams off the top. (laughs) I will also be going Rams. 
Um, off the top. Off the top. You know, the Washington, they benched uh, Dwayne Haskins. After coming off a very solid game, he had over 300 yards, had like a 90 passer rating. So, very confused by this. Um, I guess Ron Rivera is just kind of fed up with this offense not doing much. But, hey, dude, can you stop, please? Thank you. Um, yeah, and you know, Ron, Ron Rivera, I guess, is trying to look for some change. I think they think they have something in this team, which, I mean, if you're looking you're looking out into the this division, I mean, yeah, but really the only bright spot on that offense is Terry McLaurin. Um, they really don't have a running game, and um, yeah, um, I think the Rams are going to do what they do. I think Chase Young is going to be sitting out this week. Uh, they don't want to rush him back, so you really don't have your strength. You're not going to have your, the real like strength of this team out there, and I think this Rams defense is going to – I mean, this Rams team is going to uh, just take advantage of that. Uh, I will say, though, I think Washington, if they can get this run game, uh, if they can stop this run game by the Rams. Um, you know, Jared Goff does struggle um, when he's under pressure. He's one of the worst – uh, QBs uh, when he's facing pressure like that. So uh, if they can do that, then yeah, I could see them winning. But I, I don't really trust Kyle, Kyle Allen to go out there and beat this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rams. Yeah, I, and, and talking about Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen in his first start last year, he had four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, but that said, he did finish the season five and seven, 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. And as you said, Jared Goff historically has been bad under pressure. But this year, he hasn't been terrible. Uh, I think that's helped predominantly because he has a higher play action percentage than any other starting quarterback. I think 48% of all his passes are play action, which is which is pretty – that's a significant amount. Um, Washington, as, as you said, you know, they're banged up. Chase Young, we're still not even sure if he's going to play. Uh, right now, they rank 11th in pass rush. If you're trying to fi- if you're trying to distill what ingredient you need to beat Jared Goff more than anything, that pass rush. I went ahead and I looked back at how Jared Goff has fared against top ranked or, or the 11th top. I'm sorry, the top 11 pass rushes according to Pro Football Focus year by year, and he's eight and 12 against those teams, two and zero in the playoffs. So pretty pretty good sign I guess in terms of playoff percentage but overall he's taken a step in the right direction I think even though historically as as we've both shown he he has struggled but yeah I just don't think Washington will be able to do enough on that front line to really make that offense uncomfortable the Rams come with a lot of motion the Rams come with a lot of play action and a lot of short get rid of the ball and I think Sean McVay is just not going to allow his quarterback to be put in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So a, I'm going uh, I'm going Rams, but yeah. Uh, PA, uh, Pro Football Focus tweet. I follow them on Twitter, and they tweeted, highest completion percentage when kept clean. Jared Goff is leading with an 82%, and Russell Wilson is behind him with an 81.9. So if they can keep uh, Jared Goff clean, then yeah, I this they should come out with a win pretty easily here. And Jared Goff is also, I can't remember the exact ranking, but in terms of how much time he's had to throw – He's had he's he's been pretty that Rams offensive line has done a really good job of getting him good time this year. So and then Sean McVay schemes obviously just 
just put him out of danger as much as possible. And so they're the fourth. They have the fourth highest grade uh, offenses uh, in offense this season. Seahawks number mm-hmm. one. According to pro, pro Football Focus, Seahawks number one, Packers second, Browns third, and Rams fourth. Yeah, so we both got Rams. So uh, but we can move on to your game. But unfortunately, I'd be shocked if either of us are picking the other side of this. 49ers and the Dolphins. Uh, I believe if my notes are correct. The Dolphins are traveling to the 49ers. Uh, so, Christian, are your Dolphins going to pull off the upset this week against a 49ers offense or a 49ers team that could possibly be reeling? Is Nick Mullins playing? Uh, it's I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo's status is, but either way, you know, if it's a backup quarterback, it is what it is. But... Um, I did. Um, Miami has won three of their last four against uh, San Fran. We don't play this team a lot, and when I think when we played those teams, those teams were John Jim Harbaugh or less teams. Uh, hmm. Huh. Thinking about this game, hmm. I'm gonna go Forty ers Um. I think George Kittle is just going to be a problem. Um, the 49ers are just going to be getting healthier and healthier. And this uh, Miami team, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick might show, might uh, might struggle against this team again, against this defense. I know they they've had their troubles on uh, with injuries on their side of the ball, but yeah, nah, I don't I don't see us coming out of this game this this uh, this game with a win. I would like the upset. I will be cheering for him, but nah, I think the 49ers are just better coached and will be better equipped. I think if this were happening in Miami, I may actually lean the Dolphins. Yeah. But the fact that the Dolphins have to travel all the way across the coast, I yeah, I just think that's a lot to ask going into San Fran. Um, I do think there is a path for the 49 or for the Dolphins to win though. If they can make those court that backup quarterback, assuming Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play, if they can make that quarterback uncomfortable, then yeah, I mean definitely I, the we, Dolphins we really, got a chance. We haven't created that much pressure this year. Yeah, and that's why I'm, you know, if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to create that uncomfortableness and I just don't think the Dolphins are going to be able to. And I also think Kyle Shanahan is going to watch that film and go, "You know what? Screw it." I'm just never going to put the ball in my quarterback's hand. I'm just going <laughs> to give it to everybody times. I can and run it every which way and let him pass it as little as possible. So, yeah, I also I also am leaning the 49ers in this. Uh, I, You know, hey, if the Dolphins can get a win, I will love it. I'll be rooting for the Dolphins like crazy. You know, I, I, I know you're a Dolphins fan, and any, t- any chance I get an NFC team to lose a game for my Cowboys, it's it's preferable. So I'll be rooting Dolphins, but, yeah, I'm just weary that the Dolphins aren't going to have enough, even with the 49ers as banged up as they are. I'm worried they won't have enough to keep up with them. So, But uh, I'm ready to move on to what I think – this is my favorite game of the week. I think this is by far the best game of the week. Um, little small rant. I thought this week's slate of games was rather disappointing for the most part. But this one is not. The Colts and the Browns should be a very interesting game. One of those AFC matchups that could have a lot of consequence come December when we're looking at the playoff seating. Uh, Christian, who do you think is going to win this game? You think the Colts are going to continue their win streak? Or do the Browns continue their win streak? 
for this game, man, um, I think you said this is gonna be the game of the week. This is my game of the week. Uh, I, well, I, this, this is, is by a, far my favorite game. Of no, the this week. is. Uh, I saw this game, and yeah, you like as you were talking. You know, not, most of these games don't seem very interesting, but this game I'm very interested in. I will. Ah, oh, man. Hmm. Browns are playing great on offense, but the Colts yes. are playing great on defense. So it's gonna be a classic: great offense versus great defense. Um. The classic. The classic. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go Colts. I think this uh, Baker's gonna struggle. I think this is gonna be. This is I think gonna be the best defense he's faced so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, uh, well, they they did play the Ravens. They did play the Ravens. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, well, it's funny you talk about. I did you have anything else you wanted to say? I don't. I don't know if I'm interrupting you or not. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I was going to say, you know, you bring up that dichotomy of, oh, this great offense versus that great defense. You know who generally wins that matchup? It's the great defense. Now, I know we're in a different NFL uh, with, you know, offenses being insane this year. But so I I think with that matchup, I, I like the Colts more. The real reason, though, is the Browns, Nick Chubb is going to be out. And I know the Colts are going to be looking at that film going, okay, they want to run the ball. And the Colts, even though their pass defense has been better than their rush defense, their pass, their rush defense has still been pretty solid. And I think they're going to be able to key in on a Browns rushing attack that is only one of its two heads right now uh, in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb with Nick Chubb being out. So I am picking Colts. And I think on the Colts offensive side of the ball, they'll just be able to take advantage of that Browns defense they're going to try to put this ball or put the game in Baker Mayfield's hands and I just don't trust Baker Mayfield against Frank Reich and that Colts defense so I am picking the Colts to possibly 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 roll the Browns really yes I think this could be a couple of possessions uh the way this game goes so yeah I'm going Colts and, and I'm going Colts to possibly win big uh as always, those X factors are going to be Philip Rivers' interceptions. So please don't throw any interceptions, Philip Rivers. Don't make me look a fool. But I'm going Colts to win pretty big. You have anything on this game you wanted to add? No, we can move on to your Dallas Cowboys. My game of the week. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going up front. Cowboys going too. Cowboys. The going Cowboys. I can't even remember. I didn't even have to look it up. I can't remember the last time the Cowboys lost to the Giants. Oh, I do. It was 20. It was 2016. That was the last time we lost to the Giants. We got swept by the Giants that year. Went 13 and three. And two teams we lost to, one of them was the Giants twice. So, I am going uh, Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are just better than this team. I think this is the perfect setup for the Cowboys to win. And everybody in Cowboys Nation go, it's going in the right direction. That all oh, that defense, you see that defense, that was pretty good, huh? We picked off Daniel Jones. And then, yeah, that's just, we're going to get stomped against the other teams we play, as it always goes, so. Going Cowboys, Giants, possibly the worst team in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, interesting stat I found. Dallas has led on seven of 313 offensive snaps this season. That's uh, terrible. So they haven't been in they haven't been in the lead um, in most of their games. Uh, that's but, an insane stat. Yeah, I mean, it is. That's it, crazy. But I think with this against this Giants team, I think they'll they'll be able to pick apart this Giants uh, uh, defense 
and I don't think uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, we might see like a better Daniel Jones because he is going up against that Cowboys secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. nah, I just think the Cowboys have too much firepower on offense for the Giants to keep up. Yeah, this kind of like the Cowboys are sitting at their at their facility trying to figure out how do we beat these good teams, and then these terrible teams wash up on their shore and they just dispose of them real quick so they can get back to figuring out how to beat those good teams. And then they think they got it, and then they just get stomped by the good teams. So, <laughs> yeah, this is this should just be business as usual for the Cowboys. This team is the exact same as it was last year, and that team last year, this kind of game was business as usual for them. So I expect the same thing. So uh, we can move on to the Sunday night game, which I'm sure at the beginning of the season nobody thought it would be as bad of a game as it could be, but the Seahawks and the Vikings are going to be playing and the Vikings have the capability of keeping up with the Seahawks, but I'm not betting against Russ Wilson in prime time. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins, we we've all talked about Kirk Cousins struggling in prime time. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a layup in my in my opinion in terms of a pick. I'm going Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks too. Russell Wilson is six and zero in his career versus Minnesota, including the playoffs. But I will say the Seattle defense has been stingy against the run. Um, we all know the Vikings MOs try is to run the ball with uh, Dalvin Cook and then Kirk Cousins to play action and throw it to Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson. Um, so that'll be an interesting matchup to see if Seattle can stop this uh, uh, Vikings uh, rushing attack and put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands more. I will say, though, the Seahawks defense, all, although they're good against the run, they're terrible against the pass. So this is going to be an interesting uh, matchup for on both sides of the ball for each for either side of the team but i'm going russ um yeah i don't think they're scared of uh, minnesota this year uh, minnesota hasn't been hasn't looked great their defense didn't look great and russell i think it's going to continue cooking yeah and i think the vikings it's it's the similar it's a similar approach to something the raiders the raiders have you know when playing patrick mahomes this week the vikings are going to want to give it to dalvin cook and get it out to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, as you've already said, but really to keep um, Russell Wilson on the sidelines and keep that offense. But that said, that offense, the Seahawks offense, they they only need one play. You know, I mean, it's not like uh, you can only you're they're gonna have to get on the field eventually, and when they do, you're always gonna be susceptible to the 60, 70 yard play that they can do with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So, I just the Vikings should be able to keep it moderately competitive, maybe it will look moderately competitive at the end, even though the Seahawks kind of dominated most of it. But I do, if the Vikings can pull an upset, I, I'll i be more shocked if the Vikings upset the Seahawks than I would be if the Jets upset the Cardinals. Let me put it that way. Like, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like this is more of a lock in that regard. So, yeah, I'm going Seahawks. Russell Wilson, as you said, Russ cooks. He continues to cook. And the Vikings... That one in, that one game they won against the Texans last week, that celebration will be short-lived, and they will quickly be 1-4. So, Luckily, though, like uh, some other teams this year, they get to go to Seattle and not have to play in that crowd. So mm-hmm. good on them. Hopefully they can take advantage of it, but probably not. Uh, you ready for the final game of the week, the Monday night game? Yeah, I actually like this game. I, I this know is a not... pretty good matchup, actually. Yeah, I agree. I know it might not seem like pretty glam- glamorous. The Chargers are coming in at one and three, and, and New Orleans is coming in two and two. But um, I could, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers like have a lead in this game. Uh, but I will be going Saints though. 
Um, I think this Saints defense, if they they clean up those uh, penalties, especially those PI calls down the field, um, they can uh, cause Justin Herbert some troubles. You know, Cam Jordan's on that defensive line, and you know how that is. And uh, Sean, uh, Sean Payton is very good play caller. Drew Brees, you know, we, we're making fun of him this year, but, I mean, he's still completing those passes pretty well, uh, not turning the ball over that much. But, um, you know, I'm going Saints. But I do expect this game to be close, you know. And I, if the Chargers do manage to hold on, um, even though, I mean, they are going to a, a, a mega dome, super dome that doesn't have any fans in it, so that should be a lot easier for them. But nah, um, I'm still picking Saints. I am also uh, gonna go Saints, but I actually did kind of waffle back and forth on this pick. You know, this was a team, the Chargers, that did Very go across yeah. country last week and beat, uh, not beat, but almost beat the Bucks. Took the Bucks. Uh, they were up three possessions at one point. So yeah. I do that. That said, I am concerned going from LA to Tampa, coming back to LA, and then, and then going, going to New to, Orleans yeah. again. That's a lot of traveling. And f- frankly, first off, I do wonder how, like, and on Drew Brees' end, if he gets emotional playing the Chargers because they are his <laughs> old team. I know it's so old and removed. It's 15 years almost now, but I do wonder if maybe there is a little bit of of resentment and you know maybe a chip on his shoulder like i'm gonna come out here and show you how good my shoulder is you know from the 06 concerns uh but on you know realistically in terms of practical analysis i don't sean payton against a rookie quarterback i I just you know i think that that chargers passing game is capable of making a lot of big plays but I wonder if you're going to be able to consistently do it throughout the four quarters and more particularly do it when it matters most. And I just, I know Sean Payton and that secondary have struggled, especially at crucial moments this year, but I'm still feel more comfortable giving, putting my faith in them as opposed to a rookie quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, as you said, it is great. Justin Herbert doesn't have to go against that crowd. That is a very nice luxury. Um, but I think the Saints on the offensive side, they're going to neutralize what the Chargers want to do defensively, which is put pressure on Drew Brees. Drew Brees, drop back, drop back, throw, drop back, throw, like real quick, <laughs> not letting the offense get it or letting the defense get a chance to, you know, get that pressure on him, make him uncomfortable. And, you know, uh, again, on the Chargers side of things, I just trust Sean Payton to make plays on defense when, it, or Sean Payton's unit to make plays and, 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 uh, Dennis Allen to make plays when it matters most against a rookie. So very competitive game. I think it'll be close, and I do think there is a path for the Chargers to win, but I am going Saints as well. And that concludes our picks, and we picked pretty much all the same, just like we did a few weeks ago. Uh, I think the game we differed on was the uh, Panthers-Falcons. I think that's it. I think the rest of the games we picked the same. So bummer for us. Um (laughs) But I'm coming after you. I feel good about that. No, I don't. I don't feel good about that difference in pick. I don't feel good about a lot of these picks this week. It's a pretty yeah. – it feels like a game – you know, you're either going to find out everything you knew about this team was false or it's <laughs> going to be solidified. So that's really the the territory we're starting to get into now in week five and so on. Um, but, yeah, I think that's good for me. That's all I had. Did you have anything you wanted to add on this week, Christian? No, uh, I did hear some news uh, from Miami. They did say they're going to allow the full uh, 
65,000 people to uh, come in their stadium for the Dolphins, so that's going to be so What? Fun. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Florida, bro. So uh, that's going to be interesting <laughs> to see. Um, hopefully, you know, Miami doesn't have – we are playing on the road this week, so that's good. So, But I'm going to be worried a little bit if we get a little outbreak uh, in, 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 in that stadium. So I, I hope not. Man, that would be major. That's crazy. I did not hear that. I Actually, appreciate our, that, uh, that little development. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a, looking at their schedule real quick. We don't have a holding game until uh, week seven. This week we play the 49ers, and then we go to Denver next week. So uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, fingers crossed. All right. Well, yeah, and again, fingers crossed just overall that we the, the league doesn't have any more outbreaks that lead to any more cancellations because you're getting to the point where – you know, especially if you're the Titans, you're running out of options. The bye week's gone, so you're getting to the point now where teams may have to just start forfeiting games, and oh, nobody yeah, wants to see I, that. Yeah, I, don't want, I don't want that to happen. That, that leads to a lot of competition problems. You know, you get the situation where it's like, well, we only played 14 games, and they played 16 games, and, you know, maybe that works in a way that's like, we either, you, you either got to play less games than us so we're more rested than you or it's we had to forfeit our games and that's not fair we shouldn't have had to forfeit those games so a real we could be seeing a real problem come to head uh with these outbreaks happening so early but hopefully yeah hopefully everything stays clean but yeah that's all i got on this week uh i'm really excited for this weekend i'm excited to talk about it and all the fallout of it on monday slash tuesday when we come back for episode 12 yeah, I'll be ready. I will also be ready. I'm going to come so ready with all those stats. You better, And Jake. all the analysis. And I'm going to be probably, honestly, I'll probably be 15-0 and 0 this week or however many games there are. <laughs> I'm probably going perfect. Okay, we'll, we'll see about that then. Yeah, so. And Christian will go, what, 14-1, and one, something like that? <laughs> Good for you, Christian. So. All right, cool. Well, anyway, take it easy, everybody. Have a good weekend yeah, and enjoy easy. football.